I want to make just a few comments about the gospel reading before we get into the message for today. Uh, the lesson really deals with the presence of the Lord coming to his temple, brought by his parents, and they're there for two reasons. One is Mary's purification. And by that we mean her readmission to the temple worship after the birth of her firstborn son. She's readmitted because in the Old Testament law, certain bodily secretions render you ceremonially unclean. Childbirth includes that. And so for 40 days, she's unable to enter the temple courts. Now, after 40 days, she's allowed to come, and there will be a sacrifice offered. In her case, it's the sacrifice for those who are poor, two turtle doves or two young pigeons, according to our text. Otherwise, a wealthier family would be expected to sacrifice a year-old lamb. But that's not the case with the Holy Family. They are of very modest means. The second reason they are present is to dedicate Christ Jesus to the Lord. The firstborn belong to the Lord because if you go back 1,500 years to 1,500 B.C., when God delivered Israel out of bondage in Egypt... He did so by destroying the firstborn of the Egyptians, but he spared the firstborn of Israel. So ever since, the firstborn of Israel belonged to the Lord, and the Israelites would bring their firstborn to the temple, and they would customarily buy the firstborn back with five pieces of silver to reclaim the firstborn. But in the case, and I'm sure you've heard this before, uh, in the case of Jesus, in our gospel lesson for today, there is no mention of a buyback. He becomes the Lord's. Um, in the same way that Samuel, the son of Hannah in the Old Testament, was simply given over to the Lord for the Lord's service, so Jesus is as well. And as you know, and as the world needs... He is the true sacrifice, the only effective sacrifice for sin, for the sin of the world. So that's why the Holy Family is in the temple today in our gospel reading. And another thing I would point out very quickly in the gospel of Luke is Luke's interest in women. Luke, in a way the other gospel writers don't, Luke reveals Christ's interest in women, in teaching women, in healing women, and so on. Uh, Luke pairs women with men in the gospel. We see that in Luke 1. The angel Gabriel appears first to Zechariah in the temple, the priest. Then Gabriel next appears to the Virgin Mary. In Luke 2, in our gospel reading, Simeon bears witness to Jesus, and then Anna bears witness to Jesus. When Luke heals, he pairs women with men. In Luke 7, Jesus heals a man with an unclean spirit. 
Then he heals Simon's mother-in-law. In chapter 7, Jesus heals a centurion's servant. Then he raises a widow's son. In chapter 8, Jesus heals a man with a demon. Then Jesus heals a bleeding woman. On and on it goes. And it's the same when Jesus teaches in parables. Luke often shows him, Jesus, speaking a parable about a man and what a man would do. Then he turns around and speaks another parable about a woman and what a woman would be found doing. All of this illustrates God's saving work in his kingdom, in his coming. And the last general point I'll make about the text is the testimony of two witnesses. Again, that would be Simeon and Anna. The truthfulness of any matter in the Old Testament now must be established by the testimony of two or three witnesses. And here in the Gospel reading we have two witnesses, a man, Simeon, and a woman, Anna, testifying to the Christness of this child. This child is the Messiah. He's the one you look forward to for the redemption of Jerusalem and all people everywhere. So that's what's going on in the lesson. Just a few things I wanted to point out about the lesson today and the Gospel of Luke. We pray. Gracious God, you've promised that your holy word, which goes forth from your mouth, will not return to you empty, but it will accomplish what you desire, and it will succeed in the matter for which you have sent it. May your word have its way in every heart this day, through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. So, in our Gospel reading, Simeon speaks some pretty glorious words about Jesus. We call those words the Nunc Dimittis, uh, now let depart in English. And he speaks these glorious words 